0: What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Antoine. My sister, Nina, the original party girl, is in the building. You down with OPG? She got snowflakes going on. She got Santa Claus going on. But well, check out my shirt, though. I know. I was getting ready to hey. cry. Yeah. <laughs> my poppy. Way to
1: represent.
0: Yo, yo that, I, I am oh, super Yes. I am, uh, and you got a microphone. Like I'm really like, come on, in. you kill <laughs> I'm me. I'm forget
1: man. I got this and lay it down somewhere in here. Huh? <laughs> yeah. like, no. Yeah.
0: That's a check. We got snowflakes going on. Hey, I'm super excited for tonight's show, man. First of all, um, just a couple of uh, a couple of a couple of uh housekeeping things. First of all, rest in peace to my uncle Peanut. That's first and foremost. I lost my uncle. Uncle Peanut. And if you if you over the last uh, five or six years have have listened to any episodes of Baltimore Flavor Radio, you probably heard me mention my uncle Peanut. Um, He passed away last Tuesday, man. So the family is going through. But uh, we're we're good. And to for him to to not be suffering and sickness the way that he has been for the last few months is. It's actually a good thing, man, but rest in peace to my uncle, um, prayers out to all his kids and and just the family in general. I also want to send a shout out or a rest in peace to Ecstasy from Houdini, legendary hip hop group that passed away today. Um, That was definitely sad to hear. I know everybody and their mamas has danced to or played The Freaks Come Out at Night or one of them Houdini songs at least one or two times. So I'm um, definitely a loss to the, the hip hop community. But man, we are we are coming up on Christmas time, man. Just two days away. I can't believe it. Because I've been in I've been in the house, it seems like for about nine or ten months now. And this this COVID thing, man, is just it's 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 knocked us all down. But believe it or not, we've actually made it through this year. Um I do know um a few people who have had the coronavirus, and um, unfortunately, I know the families of some people um, that have passed away due to, to the coronavirus, and we had a great conversation about it last week. Um, that was, it was it was really good, it was really informative, and I know Nina, you're still dealing with stuff with your dad and everything, so continue prayers to Papa Dow and all of that good stuff.
1: Daddy-o, daddy-o,
0: so oh daddy. <laughs> Shout out to my man, DJ Joe Storm, who I see is working in the background diligently <laughs> to make sure. I'm like fighting everything. on him. and stuff. Casey, I can't see. Belba. I can't see. <laughs> to make sure that, that everything is right, man. But um, I just want to wish everybody happy birthday. Uh, I'll say happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy holidays. Birthday. Oh, I got you. Happy holiday.
1: Happy holidays. Happy whatever doesn't offend
0: you. Without further ado, man, like Nina... We've been doing this together on and off for a while. Yeah, we, we've been doing this for a minute. Um, You know, we've done the high five thing and we've done some stuff in house music and all of that. But like, I am super duper ecstatic tonight to bring in a legend, like a legend. And she might not like that title, but she's gonna get that title all night tonight because she is truly a legend and I'm just so happy um, not only that she's still around in 2020 and doing her thing, but that she thought it not robbery to uh, hop in and spend a little time with, with us this evening. So without further ado, we are going to bring in. Oh yeah. Miss Melba Moore. How Melba are you? Moore. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you.
2: Glad to be with you.
1: Merry Glad Christmas. to be
0: with you as well. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. Um. First and foremost, how are you doing? Well, and I'm how, very, And how is your family doing during this this crazy pandemic that we're thank still you. going? Through?
2: I was listening to your um, wishes of recipes, and I join you in that. And uh, I feel very fortunate that um, all all of the close members of my family have been healthy and safe. And, but there have been some friends that that have passed, and um, it's it's really hard to take. So. Uh, I join you and, you know, the sorrow that we just can't help um, experiencing as well.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's <laughs> been like 2020, like, I don't think it can get out of here fast enough for the majority of, of people, but the, the thing that I'm trying to get people to understand that as 2020 leaves and 2021 comes in, we're still going to be going through this.
2: Well, it, it promises to get worse. I'm not yes. being the bearer of bad news. I'm just saying those of us who have to hold up the bloodstained banner, you've you got to stay and get strong. You don't yeah, have to absolutely. stay here. So,
0: absolutely. You know, but Fortunately, you you and your family, um, for the most part, are, are doing well and have been...
2: Very well. As a matter of fact, we, we, we thought that somebody might have been exposed to it, so everybody got tested today, and thank God we're all testing negative. So uh I'm not but we can't get complacent.
0: Absolutely. We definitely can't. We definitely can't. Um I, I really like I, I kind of grew up on a little bit of your music. My aunts and uncles back in those days when we used to have those summertime cookouts <laughs> and we used to, you know, hang and 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 all of the adults would be in the house doing the adult things and the kids were outside and actually running around and having a good time instead of sitting up on video games all the time um i remember coming up on some of your music but i want to i want to start with you miss Morpheus. okay um just talking about your beginnings in the music because um we definitely do our research here on, on access <laughs> Granted. so i know you that show, like, you you show, a, show me a, where you want to start i'm happy to go
2: wherever you want to go um,
0: like um me, when I talk when I talk to artists, I, I always like to get their business sense. And I know that early in your career, um, you weren't you, you, were, you really weren't up on a lot of the business things. So a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you went through early in your career from a business standpoint um didn't go your way. Can you talk a little bit about um, that?
2: I think that's an excellent place to start because um sometimes we think because we're artists, we're not a product. But we are the product right and if you're a singer you you physically really actually are the instrument the product and if the product doesn't have a business or a financial or a um plan then the the, the product is not going to sell if it does it's not going to stay there you're, there's no there's no um there's no roadmap so, you mm. keep falling off, you don't know where Main Street is. <laughs> yeah. and, you, have to, you have to have two. I don't, I don't think you can always be two sides of one coin because like to be an artist, sometimes they say you only use one side of your brain. I don't know if that's true or not, but.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I know that business um, skills and talents are very, 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 very different in, in one sense. But if you're a human being, you belong to a family, it's, I'm finding out now in the latter day. It's the same. There's a. You have to have a roof over your head. You have to have food. You have to have basic things that you need to live first, and and then you have to you have to figure out. Well, how am I going to do that? Um, usually, you do somebody somebody does that for you as a child, right? But I, what I find is that especially in um, artistic or music families. Nobody ever discusses. Well, how are you going to make a living? They say that it's hard. They they complain about it, but they don't really teach you what it is. And it's common to anybody that's alive. If if you are alive, you need to have a business plan because you need to have a roof over your head. And you need to eat. So that's what I kind of know now, and I understand. okay, Just because you're an artist, you better know that even more. <laughs> and as much, you know, people say, "Well, you know, did this happened and Things seem to be coincidental or accidental. But the people that know the plan, they stay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We um we have a group um called Drew Hill that you may have heard of that's from here um in Baltimore where Nina and I are from. And I remember years ago back when they first started, um I met a member of a group, his name was Jazz. And I, I specifically remember having a conversation with him and this was like right around the time that like not not even the first album, but maybe the first single had dropped. Tell me. And the one thing that he talked about in that conversation was the fact that people on the outside of the business, they kind of feel like, OK, so you have this song that's being played on the radio. So now all of a sudden you're a multimillionaire. Like we can come to you and we can do so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And, and honestly, you know, not to, not to put his business out there, but he at that time had just had a child and said that even though, you know, you see us on BET, you see us on MTV, you know, we got this album get ready to drop. Like I'm struggling just to put pampers on my, on my kid right now. and, and, I want you to talk a little bit about that misconception that we, the public, we outside of the industry don't really understand because like there are people that have been in the industry and dropped two and three albums and are still living in their parents' basement because they are not getting, you know, the the, the proper money that they're supposed to receive and people just don't realize the struggle that you all go through, especially early on in your career.
2: Well, yes, because we're not told that we have to figure out where's the financial backing come, coming from, if a record is played on a ra- uh, the radio, somebody pays for that, it's called marketing. Yeah. So if you if you want to, I guess, promote yourself, these days it's easier to do that. You have the internet, and if you uh, can get the um, following yourself and you, can, and you can raise the money yourself to um, get it put on different formats, then you have a record that people hear. But nobody tells you how the record gets on the radio. Somebody has to, to do that. And, uh, traditionally, the record company did that. They had a, um, a sales department. They had a marketing department. They had a promotion department. Um, they have all these different, uh, it's a company. It's a business. But the thing that we kind of, I guess, help you get a misconception too is the artists is all, all only seeing seeing doing their work and uh, um, you know'm I'm, I'm talking with you now honestly but especially back in the day especially black radio they didn't speak they didn't talk they didn't converse, they just played the music and instead a few you, you know you know hip things along with it then you know um, the lingo c- kind of developed and now we have radio and we everybody's talking but nobody talked nobody communicated. Nobody explained anything to you. We just said, well, you know, how many records we got, uh, you know, where we're going to be playing or what's going to be your next record, next record. We didn't talk about any of that. So it's, it's not your fault that you don't know.
0: <laughs> so so when did it when did it get to a point for you uh, business-wise, as far as just the music is, con- is concerned, because I know that you've done other things outside of music, but when did it get to a point for you music-wise where you kind of... Started to understand the business a little bit better and was able to kind of tread through the industry a little easier. Well,
2: I had lost my career for the first time after I done uh, <clears throat> my Broadway um, experiences, which was the first my my first play was um, uh, the Broadway musical Hair. The second was um, Pearly, which I got a Tony Award for, and then I had I had some agents and. People come into my career because they were booking me on the top TV shows and the top, um, uh, had a recording uh, uh, offer at the time. And somebody had to negotiate these things, so. Um, but I really didn't know what they were doing. So I, I lost that. But um, mm-hmm. I inadvertently uh, met my then husband. We're not married now. And we were trying to figure out, well, how do you get started again? But he's gifted at business. So he had some ideas and, he, and he, all his colleagues and friends were in some kind of business. He was in real estate, he was a musician before, um, he's been a booking agent before, and um, he likes, and he's good at business. So we, we didn't really know, I mean, he's not trained at it, but he's just good at it. And that's typical of a lot of black males that come from the South, especially, and they don't wanna work in the cotton because in, in some cases, if they, if they uh, uh, stay in certain parts of the South, they, they don't have to go to school and they can work in the cotton fields. It's almost, it's almost like extended slavery. There's not an incentive to to get an education and move on in some areas. So he came up North and, and he, you know, started his own little rogue business, I'm sure, because <laughs> he was only about 13 when he came up. I'm telling this story because it's very typical of a lot of African-American especially male and they have this energy and they want to be somebody and they're uh aggressive and assertive and in this case he was creative so he did a lot of things and, and he met some people i don't know his whole business history but by the time i met him and he was in his early 20s he was already in real estate so he was precocious he was gifted i mean just like i was singing and everything I lost it, but I, you know, I, the talent was there. So now between the two of us, he started to try to get me a manager. And um, he went to the, the major um, artist managers in the industry, especially if they had, had somebody black before. And they all told him I couldn't do R&B music because my uh, uh, experience had come in Broadway and that was considered white, okay? But everything they said that I couldn't do, I had already done. So we didn't really listen to that. <laughs> and we started to say, okay, well, let's see who we can, who we can get to uh, manage you that will take advantage of what you've already done. So to make a long story a little shorter, in most uh, uh, managers have a stable of artists. What we did was get a stable of managers in all these different areas because I had already done theater. I started the industry as a backup singer in studio works, in, in, um, studio um, singing and jingles. So I was already in the record industry, but they, they didn't know that. I wasn't famous at that. So they said I couldn't do it. So uh, the thing that we did was uh, got people who uh, went out and got me uh, back into the theater industry. The, the next play that I did with my then husband and me was Timbuktu, playing opposite Earthy kid. Um, uh, with uh, Jeffrey Holder doing the direction and the costuming, that so it was very opulent. It was great, 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 great. and th- and then because my husband was from the South and black and male, he said, you need to be in R&B recording music. And so we started finding people that were actually, w- um, a-, a gentleman by the name of Jim Tyrell, used to be a bass player, as a studio musician, I worked a lot with him, but we hired him as one of our executives. So he wasn't gonna say I couldn't do it because he was there with me and did it. And he was black, so he wasn't gonna say what my history was because he was white and thought he knew and didn't know. So So I don't know if I'm making any sense to you, but we didn't know what to do, but we tried to figure out what we had and we were were willing to try, I'll put it that way because at the time, we really didn't know. We tried to get what everybody else had got, but they all said no. So we said, well, we're not gonna just sit here. Let's see if we can do something. I, I think that's what we, I'm trying to say.
0: So so the Broadway came actually before the music then?
2: Well, the Broadway success came first.
0: Okay, okay.
2: So everybody thought they knew me because I was very famous for my, my Broadway background. Broadway. And they said, "What well, I couldn't do. I started out in the music industry with Valerie Simpson and Nick Ashford doing studio work, so I could do it,
1: but so you know I uh, was very, very excited when you came on, so he was like, here she is, go, I would <laughs> like to take it back one step, hi, Ooh. thank you so much for being with us, Thank, thank you and me. happy holidays to you and yours, thank you. Um, when people, I have some Melba Moore, like when I was thinking, I was like, that was not my mother's music, that was my aunt and uncle, so when you said that, that was perfect. I had enough that I could sing along with you. But mm-hmm. in introducing you, I don't think we got the whole picture. So if we're going to act like I'm talking to my daughter, how would you describe? What would be your intro? How would you introduce yourself? Uh-oh. <laughs> You've done a lot.
0: It's only I, mean, I,
2: I never introduced myself because um I have to. I have to tell you what you what you need to hear, and I don't know what you need to hear. But you you kind of just told me. Um okay. Maybe 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 I'll start this way. Something kind of general. Uh, come from a musical family in terms of my DNA. My natural father never married my mother, but he was a very famous band leader by the name of Teddy Hill. So it's in my gene. My mother was a professional singer, so it's in my genes. She married uh, a piano player. And they fell in love, but they also worked together. So when they got married, um, uh, my, uh, I, I, well, before that I lived with my invalid grandmother. She didn't speak, so I don't really know my family history. So the, the family was broken. And, and of course, since I didn't have any siblings or any buddy around, I did, there was no music. My mother was away singing and trying to raise money to take care of her family. So I was raised by a, a nanny or a governess. But she was from the backwoods of South Carolina. So that's kind of how I was. Anyway, she kind of trained me for the role that I played, in Blue Bell, Bill Augustine Mae Jenkins that got me the Tony Award.
1: Whoa,
2: so so I wasn't formally trained, but that was I was in America. What could I say?
1: <laughs> so did you sing at three years old, like your mom singing? Are you is it a oh, singing house? No. Okay. When did you start singing or recognizing that you even had a talent? After she married my stepfather, there was music in the
2: house then.
0: That's how and you I, got on the piano?
2: Yeah, he, he, uh, he had a, a daughter and a son. Later on, we had two more uh, brothers. So, so I have two half brothers and, and a stepsister and a step uh, brother. And we all took piano lessons. Daddy made us all take piano lessons. So then we began to study music, but it was also the centerpiece of our lives because they were musicians. Nice. So then, not, not only was it in my DNA, I was saturated with it, and of course, I fell in love with it. <laughs> that was my beginning. I was hooked. Then Daddy said, "You got to get a real job." So I taught music, uh, vocal music, in the public schools for two or three years. So I'm a teacher of it, and I'm, I'm gifted as a teacher, and I love people, and I love um, exchanging, and you know, our souls and spirits, and uh, you know, our feelings. I and, can feel it, and I and I love um, sharing. You know, if, right. I, if I and no, of course now I'm, I'm I'm a senior now, so I have kind of a, a mentoring spirit. I like that. You, you got
1: know. you got Broadway. You got yeah. actress. Yeah. You got teacher. Yeah. You got beautiful, powerful black woman, full of soul. Right. right. What else you got? Because I'm missing stuff. What did I oh, miss? I think you got it all right there, except that it's it's continuing to develop.
2: All I need to do right now is just keep repeating the same thing. Okay. I feel, I feel, you know, feel right. now that I know the, some uh, some more of the business aspect of it, it won't be so haphazard and, you know, scattered. There will be order to it because I know what the order of things are now. And really? I'll make some money.
1: <laughs> right. I'm going there. Thanks. I'm going right there. Okay. At what age-ish were you, or what point in your career did you realize, hey, I'm something, and now I'm profitable. I'm making money. Like, did, I'm gonna back it up, I'm sorry. Did you have a best friend before you got to be all of you?
2: Oh, yes, yeah. I I I did. And I think because, uh, I think God gave me that because I uh, started out so broken and, and um, introverted and shut down. And it was very difficult to be uh, a performer. And it, although a lot of performers are that, But, I mean, um, to be a a healthy one and be, you know, naturally outgoing, and I was not that. But especially in college, I had a friend by the name of Inez Carr. Inez McClendon was her married name, and she was so wonderful. Um, I couldn't speak, really. You know, you'd just be shut down and and solemn and, and depressed and suppressed and oppressed, so she would speak to me. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually, and, and, and you know, I would say, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was very, very, just rec- she just recently passed away of uh, p- probably COVID. She had pneumonia, but it was probably that. Uh, and, and her birthday was not too long ago. Just out of the blue, I called her, say, I love you, know How you doing? <laughs> and so, you know, we've remained close and friends like that. And, and of course, now I'm... I'm well now, I'm whole now, but I wasn't there. And and I was, you know, depressed. It could have become suicidal, but people- May I ask that? hmm?
1: I said, where did your broken come from? May I ask that? It came from my upbringing. (laughs) Mm, Living in a house full of musicians. No. That sounds not bad. No,
2: no, 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 no. Before that.
1: Oh, gotcha.
2: Before that, uh, the, right. the lady that um, raised me, um, I, I think back in those days we would not have called it abusive, but she was, you know, you hit
1: before you ask. Right, right. She, she, she was orphaned. She was illiterate. She was broken. She was broken. So she had to thank break you, some more. Hurt people, hurt people.
2: Well, it didn't seem like it was hurting to her. I don't think so. And I think, like you know, it? As I I can look back and tell you that now, but that I didn't feel like I was that. I didn't know that I was sad. I right. didn't I didn't know. Um, you know how kids are; they keep coming back anyway until you slap them back down again.
1: Right, right. Then you forget what you got slapped for, and you do it again.
2: Well, it's not even so not so much. You just after a while, you don't realize it, but you you're like a little puppy. You start right. to punch you before anybody even uh, tries to hurt you.
1: So I had people that I spoke with and growing up and I still dream out loud. So as you're growing up, you have wishes was one of them to be what you became. I want to be an internationally known singer. Was any of what you're doing a part of your dreams before?
2: You know, that's such an incredible question because I I run into people that I taught in public school. And they tell me that's what I did. They said I said I was going to be a star. I'm not going to be in this classroom forever. They said I said that. I don't remember saying that. So it must have been so much a part of me. And then if a person is shut down and they're not really in touch with their whole personality, you know, sometimes the dream just takes over. Nice. When When I say take over, I mean, I don't think you always know what you're saying or doing.
1: I think we're being more aware of that in today's time being careful what you speak, or speaking intentionally, because it might just happen. So that could be... Well, part of it is back in
2: those days, we didn't have Black people on the radio talking and thinking. Rehearsing being alive with each other.
1: Rehearsing being alive with each other.
0: Rehearsing being alive with each other. Wow.
1: So did you get to a point where you say, hey, I have more than extra money. Like I can buy whatever I want and what we'll oh, was, yeah. yeah. What so, you then, buy when you realize you had some money?
2: I bought a lot of shoes.
0: Shoes, <laughs>
2: all color, I, same shoe. this, I remember my husband bought had a Cadillac Seville stretch, small because I'm I'm a small person. Limo made for me.
1: Oh, now that's nice. That's nice.
2: Let me give you an example. We had money.
1: That's money. I don't. I couldn't think of. Well, I'll do shoes. When I get there, I'll remember you and I'll buy a pair of shoes. shoes. Right, right, a shoe. So, that's
2: incredible questions,
1: you know. Thank you. you. Now that's an honor. Record that. Rewind it. And save
0: it, Twan. Got that. We'll put, that <laughs> we'll put that on the on the list. Stuff. But so I want to. I want to I um, go back a little bit to Broadway because that was the one thing that I didn't know about you. right? And one thing I learned is that you were, and I don't know if this was as significant back then as it is now, or if it was more significant then than it is now, but you were the first black woman to replace a white woman in a role on Broadway.
2: It's probably very significant now, but it was,
0: Unheard of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, and, and, I, and I was looking at, I was thinking about the time that that happened. And I was like, honestly, I didn't even know that they had black people on Broadway back then. Better yet. Having- and,
2: and, uh, I, it was in the Broadway show, Hair. Now yeah. that's a hair about hippies, that's white people. So why would we be going to see a show like that? Right. Very, few, very few people came to see that show. The, uh, most black people discovered me if they discovered me at all on Broadway in pearly, because it was a black show. It was, it was a show about a pastor trying to get his church back. Now that's black. <laughs> and of course, you know, Sherman but well, he was one of the stars of, you know, it was hilarious. You know, we like to laugh and we're funny. We know we're creative, you know, and, and joyful. Let me put it that way.
0: I found out that she worked with Sherman and with Miguel Guillaume on that set. And I was like, man, it was probably just nothing but like you yeah. made it through the rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. It was it
2: was hard. I was <laughs> always in tears laughing. Always.
0: And my wife was looking at me like, who's that? That's George Jefferson and Vincent. Right. Like, right. Like, Almost he's, he's, except that's we, like
2: we, he's got some <laughs> other characters, but we really know yeah. he was George Jefferson.
0: Right.
1: Right. So what uh, does a Broadway uh, look like? I'm sorry, Twan. Oh, does Broadway ahead. look like you get up at a certain time of day every day and go to the what does Broadway? I'm a little yeah. girl. I want to <laughs> do Broadway.
2: Yes, you, you do it it usually it goes usually from Tuesday night through Sunday with a Saturday and a Sunday matinee and then Monday it's dark or you don't have shows on Monday. You're off on Monday.
1: But every other so day you're off Do you go home or is it somewhere on a set that you where do you live when you're on Broadway? You live at your house. <laughs> you live at your house. Okay. See, I've never been. <laughs> no problem. So that's a, so as a little girl, um, someone that wants to enter the business, which is a little tricky because you got pieces to your business. What kind of advice would you offer a young woman that wants to be in the industry and follow your career, career path? Well, first of all,
2: today you have the internet and you can yeah. research and Google anything you want to know, you, any question that you might want to have, <clears throat> and and um, they will tell you different places that you can go and, and uh, get information, but sometimes, you know, especially Afrocentric people may not have a computer, uh, so I would say <clears throat> if you're young enough, you know, ask your family members or, or parents, um, <clears throat> de- depending on w- which talent you have. Uh, I guess we're assuming it's a but it might be something else, and um, then I would always, well, I'm a born-again Christian, so I think it's church's responsibility to provide you with some support and answers, and if they don't have a choir, start one. If they don't have any dance programs, start one. But you go to your community first and try to get some experience. If you can study a craft, you should take dance, even if you're not going to dance, take dance lessons because it helps you breathe and stand and, and be healthy, maybe strong, gives oxygen to your brain. So you think, you know, any kind of athletics is good. Whether you're gonna do that professionally or not. If you're gonna sing, try to get some singing lessons so that you can understand how your voice functions. You you might already have a style. Some people are born with, um, some people, everybody has some kind of a, a style. I don't mean that they, they they are R&B or something like that. Like Nina, I know your voice because it sounds a certain way.
1: But it doesn't sing though. It doesn't sing like it talks. I'm just warning you.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying just the sound of your voice, if it's speaking or singing or whatever. Uh, and if it's someone that's singing, they already have a sound or, or something that would to let you know, oh, this is such and such. But so you have to learn who that is and how that functions. Maybe, maybe you'll try singing along with different kinds of music to see what you like or what you what what you're suitable for. But start to explore first. With um, my style. Yeah. Because okay, so you won't you won't have to develop a style because we you know people say they don't want to be pigeonholed or categorized. But you have to go you have to go in column A or column B. You have to go you have to go somewhere. It doesn't mean that you have to sound like everybody else or you have to even really do that well. But it's a place to start to see what you might be good at and maybe what you might start to focus on and, and, and develop as. In general, I would say if you can study classical music because it's just old technique, um, learn how to read music if you can, because once again, um, it's, it's, it's like anything else. If you um, develop a technique, then you, you develop a system or a format of rehearsing and preparing and getting better at what you do. Even if you don't do it professional, it's good for your mind and your and your and your, your life. Right. Or to your own life. There's just oh. a lot of different ways, places you can start to to get information. I said, get information. That's what I'm trying to say. You
1: said, get information, resources. Yeah. Talk yeah. to people around you. Practice and train. Develop your style or your niche. And pray. That's what you say. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you there. Oh. So, You mentioned the Internet um, and that long list of stuff that you that you gave. Um, how have you been able to adjust to the music business 2020, whereas now you can literally. You can literally receive a track via email from your producer where you can actually drop a track, you know, at at 10 o'clock and half of the world will receive it. How have you been able to adapt and do you like this new way of the music business going on?
2: I absolutely adore it. And um, the last time I lost my career, my marriage, my family, everything was in uh, early, early nineties. And when that happened, um, internet was uh, in existence, but just really kind of, and since um, I didn't have anything better to do, I started to try to, to understand the internet. And, and uh, um, I have a partner that's been with me now over 15 years and he's really been focused on that because he's acting as a business side of, you know, the the actual physical business that has to be done daily that if you're an artist, I need to be working on my art, so I'm not gonna be able to do that even if I could, and I'm not really that great at that. So we've been kind of going along so that, um, You know, I wasn't with a record company, so I was out doing new music all the time. So to make a long story a little bit shorter, by the time we had this full shutdown, I had built up a lot of different areas of my uh, career again, working steadily live in concerts, uh, uh, good recordings out, especially in the dance market, because they've kept everything alive and and moving and growing the whole industry. And then when the whole shutdown came, one of the things that happened is D night, very important DJ started uh, his quarantine session and I just happened to be one of his people that he, he liked. So he kept me out there all the time. But at the same time, one of the uh, um, recordings that I had done, cause I keep doing things and you're independent now. So you can do what you want to do. And I'm not signed to a label, I'm the label. Um, they mixed it and put it together and we signed a little agreement. So well, I knew it, I had a big quit and they made me relevant because they're doing today's music, they're doing it in the um, the DJ format and, and on the internet, that's where all the traffic is. I just kept trying and ta- you know focusing on taking care of myself and my spirit and my, my voice and staying in touch. And so whenever everything shut down, I was ready to go but neither of all shut in. <laughs>
1: Shut down, but shut in, but not shut down,
0: right? Yeah. That's a good thing because now, you know, for the most part, you're not able to, to get out and do shows, you know, and, and live venues. And if you are, it's a, it's in front of a, you know, a very small amount of people. So you have to have that way of being able to not only stay creative, but survive because you still got bills that need to be paid and everything. So the, the fact that you've been able to make that adjustment because like the, the music industry now is like is is like the McRib sandwich compared to what <laughs> a real rib sandwich was back in the day. When you know when you started in the industry, um, very,
2: very different. Yeah.
0: Do, do you prefer it this way? Um. Now that you have yeah. more, of course, creative control
2: over I everything that so. you're doing. Yeah, I, I guess what I've been trying to say is that since I've been growing and I am older, that I'm ready for what's going on now, and it is fine.
0: That's, yeah. all. that's all. That's awesome. So, so in, in doing some research, I, I came across some clips, <laughs> some video. You know, you can find everything on YouTube. Uh-oh. And now nah, this this is a great thing. If you and Nina, if you have a chance, please go watch this. Um, I didn't realize that you had your own television show back oh, in the day. And I came across this clip of you. And Jane Stapleton, who used to play, <laughs> who used to play Archie Bunker's wife.
2: <laughs> I love those days.
0: I love and those days. I watched that clip probably about, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating, probably about eight times the other day. What in the world <laughs> was going on? She this? was
2: saying, Nina, he, you might not know this. You you know uh, Aretha Franklin's Rock Steady, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
1: What well, it
2: is. Well, uh, Archie Bunker's wife was singing the lead part.
1: Oh. Whoa. Wow.
2: <laughs> and I was part of her backup singers.
1: Wow. 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 That, that, oh, back-
2: needless to say, it was a comedy skit.
1: Yes. What's that your is. birthday? Not the year. What's your birthday?
2: <laughs> you want to know what sign am I, huh? Yes. Well, I'm to Just Scorpio.
1: Ah, uh, because you're you no, know, it's like you had several opportunities to be defeated. Like it was right. <laughs> tricky to navigate from here. I get a here. chance all the time, right? Yeah, you're not like <laughs> really aggressive with it that we can see here, but it seems like no wasn't a bad thing for you. You, no. you, you found a way to make the no a yes, and you kept pushing and yeah. it paid off. So yeah. you weren't afraid. Was it easier to navigate?
2: No, that's not true. It was nope. a very it was a very 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 bad thing and I was scared all the time
1: mm. which is still go gotcha gotcha I got one because I'm always like the girl part of the interview the woman part um oh, we got mm-hmm.
0: that's
1: right 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 so do you have children one daughter yes one daughter Cool. So how was it for her with you being her mother and how much like percentage of that were you actually able to spend with her? Because you move around a lot, a
2: lot, but some things were very, very much missed and they were terrible for her. And she's told me, especially recently. So part of shutdown for me is an opportunity to repent.
1: Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And to move. Go well, to,
2: to, to, first of all, to show her, I've been a mother, I've shown her by example, that not only am I sorry, I will do differently. Especially, maybe things, you know, when you do things wrong, sometimes you don't know. but if Somebody tells you. Right. Now you stop and you take that in and you understand it and you think about it and you work on step by step fixing that if you can.
1: If you can. And people's, my, my daughter's perception of me is different than what other people think of me, or even what I think of me. So to be able to be allowed to have those deep conversations now, I learn a lot, like how yeah. she saw it. And then she doesn't, I'm nowhere near the big deal you are, Miss Lady, but she doesn't think I'm a big deal at all. Like, mommy, go to the market. So it's <laughs> different being one person out there. <laughs> you know, things <laughs> never changed. Right, love, nothing. She still calls me at work, all of that stuff. She yeah. is the priority now. Yeah. So I'm and, and, say, I, and,
2: I, and I'm trying to train her uh, to be in ch- charge. I, I'm, it's not that I'm not the parent anymore, but she's grown. And so I want to lead her into fullness and wholeness and, and show her that she deserves to be respected, I will set the example of respecting her, listening to her, um, uh, telling her things that um, not only give her confidence, but, you know, I'll tell her something and I'll tell her what I think the outcome is going to be. Not so I can say I told you so, but when she sees the proof of it, it belongs to her.
1: Right. Exactly. Was it easier navigating because you had a husband through the industry that you're in?
2: My husband was a gift. My husband was a gift from God. Directly, but because of all the horror that he caused me, he's really a gift from God. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Right. Either way, like what well, what what I'm saying is once you kind of understand that family is the way God made it. He made family forever. So even if maybe you shouldn't be married, you shouldn't be together. You must, if you can, work at learning to forgive and restoring. You owe that to God. We're giving you life. That's what we celebrate. You know, at Easter. That's why he came. We started celebrating Christmas. He came here to save us from the fall. We're, we're, we're all subject to this. And if if you Make him first, and you make him your study, and he will show you, oh, I'm going to make these mistakes, yes, 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 yes." and everybody's going to make them. Now, can you try to see from their point of view how you might be helpful in their lives, especially if you all have a daughter, so you're a family. What can you do for her? What can you do? Look beyond whatever it is you need, and you'll see each other differently.
1: Some of the most uncomfortable things in our lives, even when we're in the moment, we don't know what the lesson is. But it had to happen for you to be at the next level of whatever your next adventure is going to be. So some things hurt, but throughout that hurt because of him or because of that, now I know what I don't want to do or what I don't want or what I'm worth or what to expect. So I get it. Right, a lot of people are single in that navigation in this industry, and I hear that you re- you you are referring to both of them, two husbands.
2: uh at least two husbands. I'm talking about two careers two, two um two times where I lost my career.
0: Gotcha. 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 So with, with, with that happening, like, when did you get to the point where you said, I can trust again and continue on? trying to do this career
2: uh to me it's not quite that simple okay um because what i've done is come away if i'm really not in show business i guess i'm in the church i mean that's my focus um because i can't even trust myself so i'm trying to learn to trust god that's my habit Mm. And then he he brings me in touch with people. So if he's going to be first, then I have more of an um, opportunity to be a little bit more successful in the the growth process of seeing him and other people and judging. No matter how I feel, trying (laughs) to do what God said to do. And then eventually especially if I'm not around people all the time so they can keep influencing me. Give me an opportunity to grow in, in changing my feelings and my, my way and my point of way of doing things and trying to get it more for what God is telling me it should be and more, thinking more about him as a real person in my presence. Like for instance, I've done it so many times I can see him there at the yeah. Oh my gosh, that's what it's about. Compared to me it's nothing and all of a sudden it's easier for me to try to do what he said to do because he's real to me
1: awesome i've got this thing where i'm like um god says well how long you been doing that and is it working for you so far so that's kind of like my checking back well no it's not okay we'll do it my okay gotcha so I yes. go to my conversations that yes. I there are
2: conversations yes is a, a relationship yes.
1: yes now as big as you were in your career do you feel like you're just you're serving a just as big purpose in church. You sing on the choir when we were open.
2: I, I can't sing in the choir. I'm, I guess what I'm called, I'm called what you might call lot of I gotta keep moving. So I have to be a church, at least a living stone. Now I'm Catholic and I have a church that um I've been able to go to many, many times. I can't join the choir. They don't know as much as I know.
0: Mm. And and it would almost kind of be like cliche, like oh, she's supposed to.
2: I don't know she, what it would be, but i am just stuff. I can't go back to kindergarten now.
0: No, but yeah, and but what I'm saying is because of your career and who you are, you go to a church and it's like, oh, she she should sing on the choir, not realizing that God probably has a bigger calling or a bigger well, mission for you. That's than, that's, than that's than really it. I stereotype you. Put you with the bees, just like oh, you know, she's well. A- and
2: I, I don't want to call it stereotype because it's just people being warm and loving and honest with you. But I'm also telling you what my decision and opinion is. Um, I, I, I think bec- bec- I've tried to join churches, it never works out. And so I understand that maybe because I came into this world that way and and, and grew. Into being not alone, but on my own, and functioning that way, I always want to be a part of this, that, or the other in some kind of way. So I seem to be like a a a mixer, mixer. or a fixer or somebody who okay. brings something into the uh, the environment rather so, than just being part of it and stuck there.
1: <laughs> I can't see you being stuck. I just.
2: How tall are you?
1: I'm little, I'm five five. <laughs> well, what am I then? I'm five one. It's oh my god. You know, you aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> life. Life. I'm a miniature. <laughs>
2: so,
1: so Why are you me. so pretty? I mean like so. do you do anything? Absolutely. Oh. Wanna share a secret?
2: Well, well it's a whole lifestyle, but okay. You know, once again, God God promises to restore you, but you, you gotta work at it. You have to do what he tells you to do. So, like, I mean, for instance, um, well, food is very, very, very important. What I'm to tell you which should be a cliche, most of the diseases that we have today
1: come from what you eat. Yes. What you grew, where you bought it from, where you didn't grow it from. Oh, we, That's a whole story over here, Miss Moore. Have,
2: You're telling it very well.
0: Right. You should oh, be on the radio. Right. She's stepping all on my toes right now. Oh,
2: <laughs> sorry. What, do
1: you eat
0: badly? <laughs> what do yeah. you drink? Was you that
1: know, uh, you were drinking?
0: Twenties? I kinda I kind of mm-hmm. live, I kinda live by this philosophy where because of the amount of money that I pay in health insurance, I go to my doctor on a very regular basis. I get my checkups and everything. Mm-hmm. And when my doctor tells me that I'm okay then that's the okay, that's the go button for me to keep doing what I'm doing. And it's not until my doctor tells me that I need to stop something, I need to stop eating something, I need to stop doing this, that, and the third, well, i do it. And Let me tell you that's something. probably the wrong way. Let but- me tell
2: you something, Antoine. Most doctors are not trained in nutrition. They're not trained in pre- uh, preventatives. They only can help you after you get sick. So to me, yeah. I don't want mm-hmm. a doctor to take pay- play that role in my life. And I've been very, 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 very sick a lot. And that's probably one of the things that taught me, go to another source <laughs> to find your, you know, your, um, your so, regimen so that you, you know, you know, before you get sick.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, what are some of the other sources that you've tapped into to kind of take care of yourself from a health standpoint?
2: Um, well, I used to have allergies and asthma, and and then I, you know, discovered okay. Well, you're not supposed to eat uh, bread and butter, and uh, and of course we can't. We used uh, back in the day, when I say you know, two thousand years ago, bread and wine and water were, were the stuff. But you can't eat the bread because they messed up the grain and everything so much. You know, with uh, trying to make uh, mega amounts of. It putting uh pesticides and stuff in it and God knows what they put it like right was once they make it say so I can't I don't eat bread I mean if you're singing general you should not eat bread uh because of the uh the starch and flour and the things in it that are not good for us to eat. Um I don't eat ice cream anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink soda. Let me ask you this y'all let me ask you this. What is
1: hoolay? <laughs> something that you need aid for.
0: <laughs> what a color that is changing. But but let me ask you. But let me ask you this um, on something totally different. Um, your voice today, just your natural voice is totally different than it was, I'm sure 20, 25 years ago. Talk a little bit about the training and the vocal coaching that you have to go through now um, to just be able to continue doing what you're doing.
2: No, I did that in the beginning. Okay. Lots of training. Mm -hmm. What it is now is lifestyle. Certain things that you eat and drink. will make a voice like that. I do it if I want to. Because I'm mature and the vocal cords are th- thicker than whatever.
0: Yeah. She just got <laughs> I mean, real people on it, too. That was nice. My...
1: <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> well, I can go up high, too, like, ah! you know. She broke my lamp.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: But that's lifestyle. I don't I don't have to work out every day or vocalize every day, as long as I eat right.
0: Gotcha. Mute and the only and the only reason that I ask that question is because, um, like I've I've been listening listening to R and B like the the 80s and 90s R and B is still my favorite, mm-hmm. and like just to be honest, there are some artists that could hit those notes that you just hit back then, and when you listen to them now, and they sound like Me and Nina. And I don't know if it's because of, you know, the, the lack of diet or the, the lack of training. But um, to listen to your new single that we're going to get into a little bit later and to hear that you're, you're still singing, you know, pretty much at the level that you were yeah. X amount of years ago, I, I think yeah. is absolutely amazing.
2: It is. And that's what God wants for us. Excuse me for bringing the boss in. But uh, you got to go find out what he wants for you. You have to make it a study. You have to make it a practice. You have to make it a lifestyle.
0: Okay, so as I segued into that, let's talk about this new single and the fact that you're still putting out new music in 2020.
2: Thank you. Oh, um, go, ahead. go ahead.
0: No, just um talk, uh, talk a little bit about the new single um, sure. and let us know if this is leading up to something else bigger and better that oh, you yes, have sure. coming in, in 2021. Sure.
2: Well, the single is called Just Doing Me. It is written and uh, performed by um, keyboardist, composer, George Pettis. And when you hear the song, you hear this wonderful piano solo. He's the one who created the song and um, that original arrangement. And his wife, Angela, wrote the lyrics. Okay. And I, when I first heard it, I said, well, oh, I like that, who is that? But <laughs> well, first of all, it had been so long since I heard it. And then I had not heard Terry Hunter's mix on it so it's like totally different than what i had heard before um and um when i heard the lyric and i listened to the meaning of it of course i said well that's not very egocentric it's not like she she thinks something about herself and i said that's not like me because it goes like nobody else can do me better than i can so just take me as i am that's not like oh, you know like you. Field, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I realized is took me into their home. I spent time, he has, uh, George has a studio in his home and he plays any instrument you feel like playing. So he's the whole band. <laughs> so this is how they saw and heard and, and felt me. And they felt like, well, I could interpret it but the first video I saw was of this beautiful young woman roller skating like doing a dance, roller skates. And so what I saw, I said, oh, she's doing her. <laughs> and the next video I saw was this beautiful young man. He was dancing with his arms in the room. He was in a wheelchair. And what I'm saying is these people are hearing this song for the first time. And in some cases, they probably didn't know who was singing it. So they loved the music, what it was saying, and they caught the spirit, so they were doing them. So I think that's the success of the song. I mean, I finally got a video done now too. Everybody else put their video because I think they caught the spirit. uh, I'm just doing me.
1: I'm just doing me. We say that a lot. I do. Thank you. We definitely
0: do. So it's gonna take me a couple of keystrokes, but I wanna get into I wanna get into this uh, this video. Um and I, I just wanna thank you, man. Like it's you have certain people and, 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 I, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm gonna just keep it real. You have certain people that are in the industry and they haven't scratched the surface of your accomplishments that's just real and when you reach out to them for an interview or or situation like this you know they they ask questions and it's like well well who are you why do you want to talk to me such and such and such and such and I have to admit that from the very first time that I reached out to your manager it's been nothing but love and it's been nothing but open arms so to speak Yeah. And then when you friended me on Facebook, I was like, oh, because you have a lot of people. Because you have a lot of people who who don't even monitor their social media who aren't actually the ones that are on the social media stuff. And when I realized that it was really you, I was like, it's it's breathtaking in 2020 to to have that humble spirit that's willing to reach out and, and not ask a a thousand of questions, well, how many people do you reach and so on and so forth. This is actually just our third episode of this show. Um, We both come from other shows and and situations that we've done. But the point that I'm trying to make is it's just been a very refreshing and humbling experience Mm -hmm. um, since day one, since we connected. And I just want to thank you for that. I I really appreciate it. I wanted to say that at the end, but I kind of feel like I need to say that now because it's just... It, it just had me kind of thinking about some experiences and reaching out to other people.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's Ron and my pleasure to uh, help people begin as well as uh, come aboard once you've already been established. Somebody help, helped and helps. as many times as I fell down, <laughs> I never got up by myself, I promise you.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so let's see if we can get into this video real quick. Going uh, to Share the screen.
1: And it's yeah. going to be. Now that we're digital.
0: Yeah, now that we're digital, we can do stuff. Yeah. Here we go.
1: Can we hear it, Twan?
0: I don't know. Can you?
1: I can't. I can see it,
0: though. That's all the way up. You can't hear it? Not Mm -hmm. at all.
1: You don't know I could have sung it with her or something. No, quick. we're
0: not having you singing at all. And I have my volume all the way up, so we're gonna we're just gonna shut that down. And I'll actually post a video at the end of the, the show right, on our okay. page so that everybody can go and check it out. But with that being said, um, I do have a a couple of more places that I want to go because, like I said, I I did some research. Um, when I saw the names of of people that you have worked with backup singing. I saw names like Frank Sinatra. Um, I want to say, let me hold up, let me let me go up to my list. Aretha Franklin, who is one of my all-time favorites. Talk a little bit about your experiences and just working with with some some legendary people, whether it's mm-hmm. been just in studio sessions or backup singing. Talk a little bit about those experiences.
2: In studio sessions, uh, we were done separately, so I, I wasn't on the stage with them singing backup. But with Miss Aretha Franklin, um, I got a chance to meet her and I, I am, and I was a fan, you know, in love, in love with her. <laughs> and it, I, I wouldn't go to see, uh, see her in a concert if I was gonna sing the next day, cause I couldn't help but hollering and screaming. <laughs>
0: so you wouldn't have a voice left to say.
2: <laughs> and I, I, I've had an opportunity to be with her and let her know that I love her so much. And she took that so so nicely. She says, what did she tell me one time? She says, I said something. But she said, well, you know, she said something like, well, you know, God is in the miracle making business. You know that, right? You know? <laughs> She'll say things like that, you know. And she's, of course, just such a woman of God. So and I just love her. Not, well, we, we you wouldn't talk about it if you told me to sing the backup with different people. Just,
0: I mean I just, the, just the experiences as a whole. Just the experiences. Like I I, oh. I can't fathom being in a studio when when I sometimes I say I wish I could just be a fly on the wall with some of my favorite singers and just, you know, be in the studio and just sit in the corner and just watch that magic
2: work. Well, it was magical though, still knowing that you were singing and you were listening to the person and they were singing. It was, it was just close to, next to being there with them. It was always very, very, very exciting. I remember working with people, not working, but being with people like uh, Roberta Flack and being so excited. I'm trying to think who else. So, so many people. I've worked with with Carol Burnett. Wow. I can't imagine, I mean, I see the pictures, but I can't imagine, imagine. especially when I watched some of her old um, comedy shows. I was on her show doing that with her.
0: With Carol Burnett? Yeah. Did you do that? I'm so glad we've had this time together.
2: Y'all no, let her do that by herself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: But so many people, like you were saying, uh, Jean Stapleton, you know, people that are in t- totally different categories. <clears throat> well, because, well, not really, I mean, we're both actors and everything, but I'm, I'm not a, um, a studied actor and uh, didn't have like a consistent series like say somebody like uh, uh, Maureen Stapleton and some of of the others. Uh, I have a picture here with um, Helen Hayes, you know. uh, I remember being in the company of, oh, I worked with (laughs) Pearl Bailey. (laughs) Uh We did a special at Kennedy Center and uh, Debbie Reynolds was going to come on after me. She said she didn't want to follow me. So she created this situation. I was singing a Barber's, that's another story at Pearly. I looked up at my dressing room door and who was standing there but Barbara Streisand. Wow. I almost asphyxiated. She says, Melba, how did you do that? Poily, how do you... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's exciting, you know? Yeah, that is. Like, we feel about being here with you. Well, I'm grateful. That's the big thing. I'm going to be able to tell my grandchildren that I spent a moment in your company I just took a picture of all of us. My dad's in the hospital. He'll be home soon. COVID um, survivor. But now I can tell him when I call him tonight, I'm like, hey, dad, guess who I was talking to? (laughs) He's going to be like, for real. So, yeah, this is a big
0: thing for us.
2: You know, it's the same. It's the same.
0: Living in the moment. So, so what does 2021 have in store for?
2: Oh, some more new music. I have a a duet with uh, the lead singer of a, a Canadian group called Crack of Dawn called uh, um, Solo Tiempo, Only Time, I Need More Time. Um, there's another another song that I'm getting ready to go into studios called um, Now That You Want Me Back, which is a, in, uh, a remake of an old uh, R&B song. Um, a, a lot of different things. I'm going into the studio to do new stuff, but also um, um, George Pettis and uh, Angela and um, Terry Hunter have another song from um, the album that um, "Just Doing Me" is from. So there's going to be a follow-up to that song as well, and some just um, a concert. But um, what do you call virtual? You do it on camera.
0: Work. Please, please send me the link or have your manager send me the link. I, I would love to to tune in to that when you when you do the virtual concert. But 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 here's a question. Because um I know that the song Lean on Me wasn't originally yours. That was originally supposed to be Aretha Franklin's, correct?
2: No, it was hers, not the poster. Hers. And you felt like it. I took it from her. No. Right, right,
0: right. So, I borrowed it from her. Right, you, so what is the one song that might have been brought to the table for you that you passed on that somebody else ended up doing? And after the fact, you were kind of like, man, I wish I would have taken that song.
2: No, it didn't happen that way. But there was a song that was first offered to Patti LaBelle. She turned it out down, and I took it. And wow. she told she told me later. She said, "This goes too fast for me. I, I still, don't, I think it's great for you, but it's not for me. It's you stepped into my life."
0: Okay, okay, wow. And 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 speaking of Patty, because she's one of my all time favorites. If only you knew, is like the, one of my favorite songs of all times. Um. Along with her, if she's one, who else may have inspired you to not only get into the business, but continue to push after all of the things that you went through business-wise and and personal-wise in the business?
2: Well, I think the thing that made me push was being born again.
0: People just don't realize, man.
2: And what happened was like... uh, the time that I got evicted, first of all, I filed for welfare to try to pay my rent, but they don't want welfare recipients on Central Park South. So they still evicted me. And uh, <clears throat> But during that time, the timing was just right for how things turned out. A gentleman by the name of Michael Matthews who created the genre of gospel musicals called me to come out on the road with him. So even though I was homeless, I was imploring and he did what we call chitlin. he paid you in cash. So I didn't even have a bank account, I had to <laughs> file bankruptcy. But my brothers and sisters were saved in that show and they showed me how to do um, money orders and stuff in the post office to do my business and how to save my money and put it away because I didn't have a bank account. They showed me how to do it on the road, but they were saved, they showed me God's way. So I learned a new, new system of finance. New system of prosperity. You know, when God says "give," it'll be given to you. I study that, and so I'm getting ready to be very wealthy.
0: I feel like you just claimed that.
2: Oh no, I've been walking in it.
0: <laughs> okay, you
2: can see it unfolding. You
0: Yeah, yeah. So, during your during your time, you've done many duets. Is there any one person? that you would either like to work with in the future or someone that may not be with us any longer that you wish that you could have worked with?
2: You know who I want to do something with? Me? You said you didn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I'll gladly take the opportunity. I
2: could do something with Stephanie Mills.
0: If y'all could do a remake of Home together. No, no. No, I'm just saying as a personal favorite. As, as no, a, mm.
2: no, because that's her song. Yeah. That's 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 like asking her to do me on me. No, right. we'll find something new right. that both
0: of us right. can do. Right. I get you.
2: That's her. She's gotta keep that.
0: Mm.
2: And I yeah. keep mine. I think we should find something new to do. I mean, her, I mean her voice is you know very she knows it's very warm and mellow and she's not an alto, but she's warmer. And she's much more rhythmic than I am. And I'll saw all of it, every place and everything we come in together somewhere.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, what I think.
0: I understood. Well, I I definitely, I definitely appreciate you um taking some time to just hang out with us this evening. This has truly been an honor for me. Like I literally I've done enough research where I could probably talk to you for about another 2 hours honestly <laughs> but I know that you're you're very busy and and you know this time of year we all have things to do but I I just want to again thank you so much and I just want to wish you and your family nothing but the best of love and health and everything as we you know going into this holiday season and um as we continue to go into this you know these days of, of uncertainty and not knowing what the future holds and you know well, we got- one
2: thing- We'll hold each other up, please.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I will definitely continue to hold you up because I definitely appreciate everything you've done. Um, but if you just wanna give some some words of love or some words of wisdom to end this, um, it'll definitely be appreciated.
2: I think that we three are a perfect example of what being in the moment now does for creating good, whole, wholesome future. You come together, you get to know each other, you you share the things that are important to each other and you you make it happen now go on the internet and let them see it <laughs> because it's love. Oh, she got the
1: microphone. Oh. I, was, I was giving Tawana <laughs> to microphone. let you go and, and I won't I'll be like, You didn't let me tell her. I would like,
0: to let you say it. your your outro, Nina.
1: My outro, my outro, Miss Melba Moore and all of your marvelicity. I made that up just <laughs> for you. Like you never, if you touch one person, you have done your job. You have touched a lot of lot. Um, from then up until now, right down to our show. Um, so I really sincerely want you to know how grateful that we are to have this opportunity to speak with someone such as yourself and your soul. I feel your soul. That's important to me. You're more than what the world thinks you are. You are a person that cares and has fallen down several times, but gotten up stronger every time. So that's motivation for myself, being a, a, a beautiful woman of color, to see one doing it for years, longevity. I wish that for us. Um, I wish the very best for you and your family. And if you ever need anything, you never know what you need. You We're in Baltimore. Yes. If she ever comes this I way, come way. Food. Food. yeah, baby. Yeah. Crab oh, crabs! Oh, lifestyle change. All right,
0: stop, stop, hold on. <laughs> That's I,
1: good
2: for you.
0: If well, you.
2: too much cholesterol, not good. But right. Yeah. Yeah. right. You
0: we know what they food. have? But they have these things called cheat days.
2: Uh oh.
0: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I used to have. I can't.
0: I'm. I'm older. do. All <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to stop you right there because I guarantee you that if you ever come to Baltimore, I am going to treat you to the biggest cheat day of seafood that you have ever had. Seafood? I- yeah, oh, they that's do
2: that. A-
1: Baltimore is seafood. They I
2: love know. It. That's not cheating.
1: Seafood is good for you. Yeah. It's the sauces and stuff y'all be
0: doing. that's all extra. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got a ton of crab cake places I can take you. And, I, and my wife makes an absolutely amazing. What do you call it? What? Crab boil.
1: Yeah, oh. that's what I was thinking. Cause that has the vegetables oh, in, in it. Boil. Yeah. Any
0: more grease in it? It has yeah. potatoes. It has shrimp. It has crab legs. It has. Corn on the car. Legs. Okay. Sausage.
1: Um, Crossfish. So. is like six foot. What? Four? How tall? Four. It, see. This yeah, so five, yeah. five, if you stood next to him, did that look crazy too? So that's why I'm liking. this digital now. I don't oh, have to stand
0: next to my wife, so it wouldn't look like <laughs> right, <that crazy>. right. <laughs> right, right, right. I promise you, if you if you ever come to the Baltimore, DC, if you ever come to the DMV, I will personally pick you up A and new job you. right. This
2: Tell Ron because he's he's going to make sure it happens.
0: I, right. I will inbox. I will email Ron. <laughs> yeah. And I will. We will have a plethora of a day of seafood cheating. I got
1: you. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my bib.
0: <laughs> you're gonna
1: need it really, this, really this, quickly. This is a seafood
0: so We might just have to make a day of it. We might have to visit three or four spots within a day. So
1: that sounds like a lot. That's. So really quickly, because we do have the holiday season upon us, are you looking forward to anything, doing anything in this season?
2: Uh, well, on the 9th of January, I go into the studio to do uh, one of the recordings and, and the video.
1: Personally. Yeah.
0: Personally. Yeah. No. But
2: it's it's no. a- um no, not, a not,
0: business-wise, not, not business-wise, not music-wise. professionally. What are you looking forward to doing for you?
2: Oh, on me, personally. Yes, you. You. <laughs> you know what? What? Wow. You know, Christmas comes on a Friday this year. Right. It has to be cataclysmically important because the Friday is the day that he died.
0: Mm.
1: So we're looking. Eyes wide open.
2: So so yes, so what I think is happening to those of us who believe and respect and pay attention to what he's saying, he's been making us new creatures and you know everything has come to a halt. I don't think he made it come to a halt, but he allowed us to go as far as we could go until everything is dying.
0: I believe he made it come to a halt. This
1: feels like halt.
2: If, If he halted it, then it's out of his mercy. So we couldn't do any more damage to ourselves. Right. And I think because we're paying attention, I don't know what's gonna happen, only he knows. But I believe because he's showing us the day that he came here from heaven to be born on the same day that he died, it's got to be the completion of something that he's done, done, that we'll experience. So I, I know, his will is for us to be in his greatness. So it's going to be something great for those of us who are paying attention.
1: Right. Key word.
2: Nobody told me that it was important that his birthday came on the day that he died. This year.
1: You're paying attention.
2: Well, I think he told me. I'm paying attention. I'm not just paying attention. I'm paying attention to him. Right. And he's given me, me you to at least share that. And that's just on a personal you know when you know whoever well, hear's it God bless it it's just it's not just personal everything is personal I don't care whether you want it to be or not but if we take him personally I think we've got something great in
1: store and we'll find out who we are as people and it'll be a good thing and it will be
0: so so just one more before and this is a two-part question before we let you go have you ever done gospel and if not would you ever consider doing like a gospel project?
2: I have a gospel CD called "I'm." Well, there's a song on it called "I'm Still Here," which was um, written for me by uh, Shirley Murdoch, and it's a duet. That's ridiculous, right? (laughs) You gotta go listen to that. That's ridiculous. I have to. to. Shirley Murdoch is ridiculous.
0: That my Shirley Murdoch song is "As We Lay." As soon as you said oh, that, I, that's what I thought about but yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I also I knew I noticed she did do some gospel stuff, but no, I didn't. No,
2: no, 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 no.
0: She is. Did.
2: Oh, she is gospel. She was able to sing "As We Lay" because she is
0: right gospel. But I didn't know that you two had done anything together. I, I will definitely check that out.
2: I know because that's I'm not popular so much for that, but but I have. Actually, the, the way that I was able to survive everything is that my base is the church. I mean, so I would you call it performing; I should call it ministry. Mm, yeah. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, he owns everything. So. Yep.
0: Yeah, I sing on a choir and I sing on a praise team and I and I direct the men's choir at my church and I never look at it as oh. singing or directing. It's totally ministry, even if it's at a point where I'm just ministering to myself. Oh, yeah. because it's funny i started doing this some years ago and up until i started i didn't know any gospel music except for like the the very super popular stuff mm-hmm. and as i got mm-hmm. into doing this um i of course started learning more and more music and it's amazing the 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 feeling that you get when you're singing or you're directing a song and that song is talking directly to you like my wife can tell you um one of the choirs we sang for every mountain and every time we sing that song half the choir is gone and crying halfway through the song because it just mm-hmm. soul so much
1: because of how you sound
0: no because of the way that that song ministers to you oh okay see you probably don't know the song that's why you tried to go there I don't know.
1: all <laughs> these years i've never heard you sing i know you sing but i've never good. heard
0: back you. up next year nino you know? all right but, no, for, for every mountain is is one of those songs that if if you listen to the words of that song, and we have a we have a lead singer that absolutely tears the song up, but just the the words for that song when you've gone through so much and God has brought you over so many things, right. that's one of those songs that our choir just absolutely, like I said, about halfway through the song, like half the choir is crying, you go in, and walking right, walking around. I actually um, directed that song one time when we went to a visiting church and our lead singer just took off running around the church because <laughs> the spirit just hit us so hard. Like you just, you yeah. never realize until you're actually listening to those songs or singing and directing. In my case, how are those songs really minister to you? Oh, because
2: they're not just a song.
0: Right, right. And it wasn't until I started getting into it from that standpoint that I realized, hey, this is more than just, this is more than just music to me. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I get you a thousand percent on that. Right.
2: But I do you know I would say, of course to me, whatever he allows me to do, that's my ministry. But we have the categories and so um I'm not so I'm not you know a gospel singer. Yeah. yeah. For you know, for professional. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Well again, we definitely
1: comedy yeah. That singing. Well I know.
0: Yeah, we're not going to have Nina on the choir anytime soon. But I love you, Nina.
1: It's always somebody on the choir that can't sing, but they're loud. They give you what you need. Presence, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you know what, and it's funny that you say that, Nina, because I always reach out to men to come join the choir, and one of the first things that they will say is that I can't sing. I see. I I feel like if you get a, a a a group of men together that understand that it's ministry and understand the purpose that they're up there for, God gonna find a way to make that that sound good.
2: Well, he's the one who makes it good, but you know, you <laughs> he to the bare bones.
0: He's gonna find he a way to them. make it sound good. And, <laughs> and
2: God said, prove me. <laughs> yeah.
0: We, we can have a, to- a choir of 20 men and only five of us can sing, but if we're doing it for the right reason, it'll sound like the- I think he's the saying Fred I'm Hammond, saying <laughs> The Fred Hammond choir up there mm-hmm. or so on and so forth. Yeah, but um, again, we're not gonna keep you any longer because again, it, it, it's getting late and, and we know you have other things to do, but we truly, truly are so humbled and thankful that you took some time out of your evening. Congratulations on everything that you have coming up. And we just pray that God continues to bless you and everything that you have going forward. And again, don't forget to send us the link when it's time for the virtual concert because I will definitely be tuned in. And, and I'm looking forward
2: make, it. Make sure, make sure you get with Ron for that.
0: Okay, I got you, I got you. And and again, kudos to Ron because he's really been very helpful in, in putting this together. And I'm just the best of, of you know, holiday greetings to you and That's your family cool. and continue to stay safe. We love you and we appreciate thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Okay. And thank you so much for having me, both of you. Bless you.
0: If you want to come back next week and talk to us some more, just let me know. We'll make it happen again. Thank you. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. All right, thank you so much.
1: Happy holidays. Thank you very Bless much. Bless you. Honored.
0: Beyond honored. Wow, The most
1: wonderful. wonderful, you did it, Twan. You did it! Yay! Look what he
0: Joe got. do storm. do Joe storm. storm. Hey, look, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, we um, like I said in the beginning, man. We we've done some we've done some interviews together. Joe, can you get your arm out the way, brother? You see how this looks on on national television? <laughs>
1: I, I was trying to tie the hair on his
0: arm
1: <laughs> with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Old, then we just go off camera. Come on, Joe. I need it on camera, bro. I'm, I'm hating right now because of the they got <laughs> Snoopy on the on the with the Christmas lights and the snow falling. you just it, making a mess. Oh. I, I, I'm really hating right now. Don't hate Snoopy on the on the on the doghouse with the snow falling and the Christmas lights. You're not even supposed to say that. Joe, I'm gonna be hitting you up. (laughs) I'm gonna be hitting you up. Here we go. (laughs) Hitting you up sometime soon to learn how to do that, man. But um no, no, hitting him up meaning getting in contact, not physically hitting him, Nina. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where's your microphone? Get back on the microphone. Joe Joe Storm Productions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna
1: get on his one of his 12 (laughs) go lives a day, and I'm gonna take the (laughs) mic. Here we go. She was so easy to love. Um, you know she, was a, she was an auntie for real,
0: for real. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I knew it was going to be like that just because of the interactions that we've had on Facebook chat or however, over the past few days. It's just kind of like, yeah, you're talking to your auntie.
1: That's the comfort. That's why yeah. you were
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. It was so. um Juan, what you been drinking in them
1: glasses? I've been saying like mason jars
0: yeah. and stuff. Is that? No, this is this is actually a wine glass. Let me tell you. Um, first of all, first of all, before we even go into that, if you're still tuned in with us, man, make sure you guys check out my girl Tipsy Fiend, whose information is going at the bottom of the screen right now. If you log on to tipsyfiend.com, you put in your orders. When you go to the checkout, there's a discount code. And if you type in Access Granted, you get $5 off of... $5. $5 off five, of... $5. $5.
1: 5
0: Tipsy Fiend drink, man. It's right. like, like 50% off a pair of Timberlands.
1: It is so <laughs> hard for me to keep still.
0: Yeah. So, um, again, man, um, you know, continue support to to my family. um, Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have the, the services and everything for my uncle until well into the new year because he's a veteran and it's very hard to get into the veteran cemeteries at this time. Mm. But, um, his birthday is December the 30th, man, and we're going to get together and we're going to party for him on his birthday. Um, Again, rest in peace to Ecstasy from Houdini, man, legendary uh, uh, hip-hop. How many of us have him? How many of us and have him? friend! friend. I- <laughs> I have a special
1: shout out to uh, DJ Mike Casanova, special shout out. So he posted something like he got blessed. So he wanted to be a blessing for a a small child. And it reminded me of our prior years, how we got together to make people's holidays and Christmases a little better for some people that really needed help. So I thought of you when we did the thing today.
0: So he got hooked
1: up with another kid and he did something great.
0: Yeah, I I did a little something this year. Um, my girl Jamee Burks, um, who is Jemay. the founder Baby of uh, yeah, who, who's the founder of Brocode, um, she hit me up last week and asked me if I wanted to adopt a child um for Christmas. So I adopted a six year old and um went and did some Christmas shopping for him. And I think they gave all of that stuff out uh yesterday. It's always important to be a blessing to somebody this time of year. You exactly. know. I, That's you know, what it is. I'm not going to say that i have everything that i want in the world but i have enough that i can that i can definitely be a blessing to somebody that that that's you know doesn't have or is just a little bit less fortunate especially during these times man because you have so many people that have lost jobs or
1: laid off no jobs or, point or,
0: or you know the unemployment is taking the unemployment is taking 45 years because the system and everything is so backed up so that was important for me to give. And that was kind of a little something that I did under the radar. And, and just shout out to Jamee. She went live yesterday um, from, the, from the center and showed uh the amount of stuff that they had. And it was absolutely incredible the way that Baltimore showed up and showed out for that. So awesome. yeah, man, just you know, you know how we do. Um, keep giving the season to give. So I do want to say um real quick, we do have a show scheduled for this Monday. Look. um the 28th we have my man martin wilson um who's going to come on he's a former member of the the gospel group the choir boys and uh i think i mentioned to you earlier that he used to like play guitar for patty labelle and all of this kind of stuff um quite a quite an interesting uh you know journey through the industry behind the scenes we're going to talk a little bit about that with him and then i know um you say monday yeah, Monday the twenty eighth.
1: When do the people want access granite Be off. Is that a holiday?
0: On the days that we not working, no, it's not a holiday. Oh, and then God. we're gonna uh, <laughs> then we're gonna get together on I believe the date is January the thirteenth or whatever that second Wednesday is in January. We have um my man Charlie Chew Smith, who used to be a member of the Harlem Globetrotters um he's here in baltimore with his true foundation doing some great things we're going to talk to him and then we're continuing to work on making some things happen because we have some really ginormous plans coming up in
1: my don't so reach that far <laughs> well, your the whole of the sofa
0: <laughs> yeah, stop playing my sofa like 18 feet long i can't yep, that. that's about right okay <laughs> But anyway, man, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate everybody. We got one more thing
1: before you leave. Be sure to like and follow the Access Granted Facebook page so that you get all the updates, all the upcoming show information, follow-ups on past guests that we've been talking to. Of course, information, music, and whatever else we got laying down. And me and Twan, we be playing and stuff. So we'll be there, like and share. That page.
0: And at some point, we're probably going to be doing the live from that page. But that will we when we get up around a thousand like part, we'll we'll start doing it. We got we the YouTube likes,
1: subscribe yeah,
0: to the YouTube. We yeah, have like 200 likes in two days. So I think we're well on our way. And yes, there is an access granted. It's actually access granted the show um YouTube channel. So go and subscribe there, man. Um, I don't even know what the big things are yet, but I know we got some big stuff in store. So make sure y'all.
1: The fact that me and you in the same square, the same, that's like big because that means it could go anywhere. Like we be doing stuff. We just tag team Melba Moore. That's awesome. (laughs) I couldn't have did that by myself.
0: Uh, Hey, I couldn't have did it without you,
1: baby. Right, right. We got this. Wishing you and yours a very wonderful (laughs) holiday season. Merry Christmas and everything great. Access oh, no, we'll be
0: for the new year, so yeah, we'll just say Merry Christmas for now, man. But everybody, enjoy your holiday, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Access granted, we are out. Hey Nino, what's up? Let you like a play, cousin. Look at the shirt, that's right. Oh,
1: you know, <laughs> p, I'm acting like Oh, p, so, right,
0: we out of here, man. Thanks, everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs>